Hey Skyfares and welcome to Aethercast, the Caradron Everlast podcast. I'm Lee, the Arcanaut Admiral, and I've got a great crew of Arcanauts joining me today on the uh, good ship Aethercast. A uh, couple of regulars and a special guest. Uh, so let's introduce everyone. Uh, he's our funder from Down Under, if you know him, you love him, Mr. Alexander Cron. Morning. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, Tane Celestin Prime, Max. Good evening. And uh, our special guest for today, our Caradron Kiwi, Mr. Sean Tubman. How's it going, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what's uh, everyone been up to? Anyone been doing any hobbies, playing any games recently? No? Well, no. I haven't played anything, to be honest. <laughs> I've been doing a, a little bit of painting. Max, you were trying to do some painting. Yeah, I was, before, was right? trying to get some 10 more Arcanauts ready for the next tournament, but I uh, just decided it was too much of a distraction <laughs> during the show. <laughs> uh, I'll get to them when I come back from my holiday. Yeah, okay. Sure, I'm I'm painting, watched... but it's the wrong kind of painting. Oh, they snaky people. Wow. Snaky, oh, happy yes. people. Good job. <laughs> ah, you must be excited about that new book coming. I am kind of excited about it. Elf, it's like it's like Elf Crusade, the book. <laughs> uh, Should be good. What does that mean for your KO con? Does that mean they're sort of sidelined? Are you still playing them as well? Yeah, I've played a couple games with them. I'm trying out some. Well, so we've got no tournaments in the in the near future, so trying out some more. Fun lists. Um, hmm. Hammer boat. Take an ironclad. Put four engine riggers and an admiral in it. Now it's a combat boat. Cool. Uh, so Sean, I watched the Jonas uh, Wargamer show uh, with, with you on. I got the impression you're not a fan of painting. So I assume you're not um, doing any hobby. No, no, no. Hey, painted some some protectors. That's about as far as I got. That's about my my two months hobby. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm not really a painter. I'd, yeah. yeah, I just do it. That's about it. Yeah, you do it because oh. you have to. Yeah, I do it because I have to. I, I don't hate it, but um, it takes a long time, and I'm slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people sort of paint up whole armies in a week, and I don't know how they do it. Yeah, mm. Hayden was a shocker for that. Yeah, it's so fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. I think he is now painting some corn. Yeah, yeah. I gave him the other day. <laughs> He's gone um, over to the blood god. <laughs> um, so uh, we've got some news as well. Uh, Dave Kane won a tournament with KO recently. I think it was last weekend. So oh, nice. one. Pardon? Was that the Urbez one? Yeah, um, yeah nice. so uh, yeah, your moment in the sun's already gone in the wind, just like Crons did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we see a lot of these now. Eh? The book's pretty yeah. cooked. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's getting there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the only thing holding it back is the number of tournaments at the moment. Hmm. Definitely. Okay, well, I think 
really that's it from the news there wasn't anything from gw or anything so let's get cracking on our main subject matter which is which is usual um, sweet so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into ko was it was it meeting cron at cancon uh, you into ko yeah please it, it actually was. It actually was. Prom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought the book was a little bit average um, before going to CanCon. I thought there's some cool tricks in it. And then I, I played Cron, I think, game five at CanCon, maybe. Yeah, it was, it was um, one of the later ones. It was day two. Yeah, it was day two, but enough to sort of be over the hangover. So it must have been <laughs> middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'd... Uh, I just saw the possibilities in the army and oh, it's actually quite cool. And the damage output was a lot better than I thought it was going to be uh, considering the, uh, the stats aren't anything like you'd get in like a Tempest Eye army mm. or um, Zentral Seraphon, you know, like it's not twos and twos, it's threes and fours or threes and threes most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the that get you. Yeah. 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 I think it is. I think it is. Um, but, you know, that got me really keen for KO after that. And then uh, a nice. guy in New Zealand, Sloan, he um, he put his KO up for sale. Uh, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's been on Warhammer community. And uh, I, I snapped it up, <laughs> being a lazy painter and um, having a, a whole army of KO ready to go. I was all about it. So. Perfect well, I think the army's, uh, into it. The army's well-traveled because... I think the ironclad in that used to belong to Hayden. Did it? Once upon a time? Apparently that's what Hayden said, and then Sloan got it and repainted it. <laughs> so Hayden's paint dropped under there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He'll claim it. <laughs> Take away enough layers. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's all the battle damage. You can just see, see um, Hayden's paint job underneath. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, oh, no, it's a, it's a beautiful army. I've oh, seen pictures of it. Super pretty. Excellent paint job. Uh, so, well, so then, did you get right? Did you just jump straight into KO sort of after that tournament, or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So I come home and um, I started writing lists on the plane home, and oh, you know, didn't stop writing lists for a while, and then probably yeah. a month later, <laughs> month later, Sloan put it up, then I picked it up. And took it to a tournament about two days later, um, called Age of Philippe Ma in, in New Zealand. Yeah. And I won that with the KO. Um, but I've been practicing it the day the, the weeks before. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, there's my yeah. list. Yeah, so yeah, we so was that the first list you wrote? No. Well, no. well the first that you wrote and, and played, because obviously you've um, millions. Like yeah, I've I wrote and played uh, some similar ones with less Arcanauts and more engine riggers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I ended up settling on that after playing a few a few proxied games with the army. And yeah, that's sort of where I felt pretty comfortable. So I stuck to it, and changed around a few things, but all in all, that list and my current list is basically exactly the same. I've just got 10 more Arcanauts. Yeah. So, what's your thought process in in writing the list? Uh, did you have a goal in mind? 
for yeah. sort of a, a plan? Yeah. So at the moment, I think uh, to be safe in the meta, you need to be about four drops. Anything four drops or lower, but four to two, mm -hmm. I'd say, is a safe place to go where the only thing that will outdrop you is something like a change host with no fate master. Mm -hmm. If you're five drops, you will outdrop the majority of your matchups and the others will probably be a five drop as well that you run into, you know, most likely. So it'll come down to a dice roll off. Uh, so I really wanted to make the list four drops, but I just couldn't do what I wanted to do uh, working at it. So I ended up at four, uh, five drops instead of four, which is not the end of the world, but uh, it means you're going to take a battalion and the Iron Sky can fit so much good stuff in it. Mm -hmm. it um it just makes it so efficient. The the immune to battle shock bubble is quite nice, but mainly yeah. it's there for um, an extra artifact and and the drops because obviously going first as KO is a good way to have a thirty minute game. <laughs> you you either get tabled or you do the tabling. There's yeah. no other outcome. No. <laughs> Uh, so oh, you you were mostly thinking about drop count then, and yeah. and getting an extra art artifact in. Yeah, yeah. So what I really took to Mourner, I really liked the. It's just had a wide range of uh, perks to it, and a lot of the perks synergized really well with basic core mechanic mechanics of the game and the way that KO wants to play on the board. So things like the stave, so good. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Famous fuck you, stave. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, <clears throat> even just the fight first, that's quite nice. Run and charge is so good, especially if you're taking a lot of Arcanauts. Mm -hmm. And it gets around well that problem that KO have with, with, with contesting and staying on objectives, which is sort of typically what I what I see people say is, "Oh, can't hold objectives. Um, I'm doing lots of I'm doing lots of output, but I'm actually struggling to fight for the objectives." So I wanted to take a lot of Arcanauts because they're ridiculously efficient, um, hmm. and I think Mornar was the best way to do that. Yeah. So did you, you don't miss that? things like the um, the 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 ability that, like, can you alpha strike really with this list? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> how does that work outside of the the Zulfan move in the hero phase? So, I ideally you don't want to go first. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if you do go first, it's to be honest, it's not the end of the world. Um, purely because the stave will save your butt if they make you go first. Uh, so. Going second means that they're going to push up, claim an objective. The Arcanauts have 19-inch threat ranges. So all the Arcanauts can hit almost every time. Uh, Ending Riggers have got a 30-inch threat. Thunderers are anywhere on the board. Gun Haulers anywhere on the board. Arcanauts anywhere on the board. Uh, sorry, Ironclads anywhere on the board. Um, so f first turn, if you want to go balls deep, you quite comfortably can. Uh, and quite typically, that's exactly what happens. Uh, yep. The engine riggers will just zoom up, zoom up, and hard, hard contest an objective. Ironclad will go somewhere a bit dodgy, 
and the gun hauler will go up someone's ass somewhere. Arkhamots will stand on objectives. Um, and, yeah. I guess you, you don't have the endless spell, so you don't need to go, yeah. you don't need to be there in the hero phase. In the hero phase, no. Nah. That works. You can with Mornar as well, is the thing, because of the uh, command trait. If you really wanted to do it, you could put the warp line in Vortex in there, redeploy it, take first turn, and drop all that stuff out the boat. Um, but the issue is you can't get your guys out of the boat and having boys in the boat when you're coming up on getting double turned is, is a pretty good way to to lose the game quickly. <laughs> yep. Boat dies, everyone no everyone gets stuck. Everyone else yeah. dies. Yeah. 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 So I wouldn't Bad. recommend that. I think the only time I've ever used it is playing um anvil anvil guard lists. So if you guys know what that Vitrolic spray spell mm -hmm. does, so it's it's board wide with the spell portal, and yep. it ends your save to nothing. Dash. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. So they hit you with that, and then they take your boat off, or your unit off, or your thunderers, or, or whatever. They're going to take your boat off though, uh, and what it lets you do is just take your boat <laughs> and get it out of the threat range that's currently in. Uh, it doesn't really matter where they deploy. So that's that's been quite handy. But other than that, you never use it. The chemist stays on the board the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you find yourself using command points mainly for the six-inch run then? And the uh, run and shoot? Yeah. First, first turn, uh, quite typically, I would spend it on something like the engine riggers so that they go 18 inches, which is real nice. That's real fast. Um, or... Arcanauts, if they just roll awfully and the objective's far away and I really want to get them there that turn, then I'll do it. Uh, sort of stung me a little bit with the changes to Triumphs, not having as much access to command points and hmm. rerolling runs and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I've got 10 more dudes on the board, so it doesn't bother me too much. So, uh, how often do you find that you're, say, if you do take the first turn, that your yeah. Arkham actually get in range? Uh, so the Skyhook will always get in range. Yeah. Um, yeah, 18, 22, what's that, 28 inches. So <clears throat> that's pretty good. There's five of them. Uh, it's one of the only Ren 2 shots I've got in my army. So it's it's actually super handy at taking out things with like a four-up save or even five-up save heroes. Uh, Arkhamauts, uh, I found, have been really good to shoot at the heroes with mm -hmm. uh, seeing as they head on head on threes by objectives mm -hmm. uh, but yeah if i get given first turn typically the matchup so far has been a change host that's the only thing that's out dropped me so far uh, and that just means what what i want to play for when i come up against the change host is i want to get my boys on top of the objectives so that they can't teleport over and take it easy. I want to bait a little bit with my boat and then I want to be able to give away the double turn to them on the first turn um, and take the opportunity away from them last the later game so that I can take it later game if it comes up. Um, and it's worked out pretty well so far. So um, mm -hmm. Just being really cautious on the first turn. You don't have to go balls deep every time. You can, you can 
go easy, play it a bit smarter, and then work on from there once they once they've taken a bad double. Because they'll be worried too that your boys are just going to come over and shoot all the heroes off and shoot all their flamers off. Cool. So they're unlikely to ex- overextend on the first turn. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have a question regarding the nine engine riggers because nine is a very odd number that you don't often yeah. often see because there are too many to to hit you with a boat, but they're one short of getting a, a gold share. And then you have free drill launchers, which uh, obviously have the chance for doing three mortal wounds each, but no other special weapons. So it's no. it's like kind of a melee unit, but with the drill launcher for hero sniping, or what's the deal with those? Yeah, so uh, I wanted a unit big enough so if it fights first, or if it gets in combat and fights, it's actually going to do something. So initially, mm-hmm. I just had no drill launchers in there. I think mm-hmm. I just had a skyhook or something. Um, and what I found was that because of the layout of my list, I don't really have anything with more than 18-inch range. Like the gun hauler can, uh, the ironclads torpedoes can, um, and that, that was sort of it. So if I needed a really long threat range, I didn't really have anything. Um, and I started messing around with the drill launchers, and they they actually pulled up all right. I really like the the big rend. Uh, mm-hmm. The the mortals is nice because you know, one in three times when you actually hit something, it's going to be mortal wounds. So that's all right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's sort of I could split it into a six and a three, and I sort of have thought about it. I sort of need to test it a little bit, but I do like the efficiency of just having nine. Just spending one command point, putting them three inches past somebody's screen over top of it, or you know, just bumping them up in front of somebody. It's also big and juicy. Like if you put that somewhere where they can kill it when they get their next turn, they're always gonna like go over there and kill that unit, which is kind of what I want. I want to take the heat off my Arcanauts and off my ironclad, especially mm-hmm. at the start of the game, where you can start taking out some of their threats and they don't just have like a big ball. Uh, which is kind of what you don't want to play against with Mourner. You don't want someone to just ball. If they just ball and put all their threats together and they can all move fast, you can't really pick around the edges uh, as you'd you'd like to. You can engage on two people because you can go over there, you can kill one, and you can half-charge the other one, so you're Mm -hmm. safe. But if there's three people, say, you can go over there, you can kill one, uh, you can half charge one and then one may make it into you. So having something that just takes that attention on the first turn is, is quite good, I've found. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, nine's, nine's a weird size. It doesn't really make too much sense. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's worked out, so I'm kind of sticking with it at the moment. I mean, so if you, if of... you, sorry, if oh. you could make them 12, would you? Nah, I'd make them a six and a three if I did anything, or two sixes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should you that find that running them is really helpful for getting the pistols in range? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's thirty inch range on the threat range on the pistols in more than one, which is like you're not limited by the nine inch teleport deployment. Mm-hmm. You just, you just. Like they literally most of the time just jump over top of the chaff screen and just 
are stuck in the middle of the army chewing into something a little bit tastier in the back like you need to deal with them that turn or they're going to go over there and just start whomping your heroes up and they they do they still do enough damage to to actually like kill things yeah. um yeah. in combat yeah well you got seven attacks because the the lad has an extra one right yeah so it's, so it's threes and twos re-rolling ones um you'll kill all right you'll kill like 10 man units whether it's got a four up save or not that doesn't really matter um you know like a seven wound hero or something like that with a four up save you could quite comfortably chop through those you're not going to put it into anything too tough but if you do need to put them there you can just soften it up a little bit with some shooting first yeah in theory it's the same combat output as a full melee six man unit isn't it yeah yeah just with some more versatility that's all and a, a lot of people are running six-man units designed for melee, but then putting in a, a skyhook for plus one to charge or grapple launcher to stop a creep. So in theory, you've got more melee output compared to people running that. So, yeah. Um, I've got a question about the ironclad because you yeah. have the the volley gun. <laughs> no, mine's just mine just has a volley gun on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they um, I think the cannon's better. The cannon's definitely better. Right. Um, but when the volley gun pops off, man, the volley gun is the shit. It's mint. When you roll when up, you and get, you get, yeah, you get eighteen shots or twenty-four shots or something. Yeah. It's like that's like a whole unit of thunder is just from one gun off the um off the ironclad, which is yeah. super tasty. So oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's a a massive detriment. I think like the output it should have what's because what's it's 12 damage from the cannon and the average on 46 is 14 so really you should have two more dice mm -hmm. um two more damage with a average output but sometimes you roll nothing it mm -hmm. doesn't happen that often realistically normally it's about 10 to 16 most of the time but yeah when you roll hot it's real good <laughs> it's real nice the range um, of the problem yeah so i really yeah like the idea of the volley gun but in terms of practicality the cannon is just so more practical yeah yeah but do you yeah. think that has dictated your choice of the drill cannons a bit because yeah. obviously if you had the cannon you'd have the extra rend if you wanted to and the extra threat range oh well, yeah they're not have, kind of then i'd have some better some better threat range right i'd have that 24 yeah. or the what is it 30 or 36 from the big shot um 30 i think yeah, so that would Pretty, be yeah. that would probably make me knock knock two or three drill launches out and just put in a um in a sky hook. Yeah, get those clippers out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, that was, I don't think Sloan would be happy. No, I don't think Sloan would be happy if I dropped it off at his house and I'm like, hey bro, mm. I just cut the front off your like Warhammer community prize possession that I bought off you. <laughs> you um, <laughs> Can you yeah, just because you'd, you'd also have to ask him to paint the cannon for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can <laughs> paint it like that. <laughs> I gotta get him to do everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, so for people that listen on the podcast, they can't see the list. So, I'm gonna quickly run through it. So, you have for your heroes, you have a chemist who's a general, and he has the opportunistic privateer command trait because he has to. Yeah. Uh, you have the a navigator with the Galeforce staff, 
uh, and then uh, another navigator with the flare pistol, and then you've got two units of 20 Archonauts, one unit of 10. Uh, so all of those have the uh, full complement of special weapons. Uh, yeah, they do now, yeah. 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 And then, yeah, we mentioned the end rivers where you have three drill cannons. Uh, then you have 10 Thunderers, which are all, all rifles, yeah? Yeah, all rifles. Yeah. And then oh, a, yeah. a gun hauler. That is that the Sky Cannon, yeah? Yeah, it's got Sky Cannon. Yeah. With the depth of uh, Spar Torpedo. Mm -hmm. Really cool, and then yeah, and then we went to the ironclad, which has the body cannon, and you've got uh, the hull plates on there, and then the iron sky command battalion brings you up to two thousand exactly. Yep. Um. So, I guess the next question is on the thunderers. I assume you've gone for all rifles for the for the range. Yeah. Yeah. So typically, <clears throat> they stay in the boat. Um basically all game unless i really 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 need to chuck something down on an objective i'll kick out the thunderers and the flare pistol guy once he's shot his shot but at that point you are just you just need points uh, most of the time um it also it's kind of a backup as well like the benefit of being mourner and having the thunderers is that if somebody alphaed you and you lost your ironclad first turn however um the Thunderers can just run up the board and that would give them a mint threat range, like 22, 28, 28 inch threat on the first turn if you did that. So you could reach over and, and smack people. But I think if your Thunderers aren't just getting dropped in front of somebody, I think you just go rifles, right? Like the the ranges on the other guns are too short. Um, mm. You don't get the plus one to hit in the boat. I think yeah. If if, if they're gonna if they're gonna primarily stay in the boat, you just want to go all rifles. Mm -hmm. Maybe a fumigator. Maybe if you're throwing them out often. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I'm not. I'm, I've got Arcanauts to sit on objectives. My Thunderers don't need to be doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's right. Well, I have a question about your list. Would be you you mentioned about the change to the triumphs. Yeah. And obviously with the change in points. Uh, you put in an extra 10 Arcanauts. Yeah. Were you ever tempted, or are you ever tempted to maybe drop something out the list so you could have an extra command point so you, you've got more consistency with your running in that first turn? Yeah, I... I no, to be honest, I, I didn't think about a command point um, purely because, well, first turn I've got two. Uh the engine riggers may run like if i'm rolling for the arcanauts and the engine and the engine riggers that's four units mm -hmm. uh, odds of me rolling a five or six on spread out between four units is pretty good so really i should only have to spend maybe two command points and one of the arcanaut units is probably just gonna sit where it is you know mm -hmm. uh, so if i spend all my command points on the first turn on running i don't care it's fine it's, it's it's whatever uh especially in these new ghb scenarios the objectives aren't actually mega spread out away mm -hmm. from your deployment so while they some of them are really spread getting from your point a to the objective isn't actually that far it's not really it's it, a lot of them are closer to nine inches rather than 12 inches or you can almost deploy straight onto them so 
that makes it a lot easier for little small legs like these boys have. Yeah, I think the ones that are further away... They're wasted over long distances. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are further away, there's normally less objectives. Yeah. So, you know, you yeah. only need to get the good run, the good roll on one or two units anyway. Um, yeah, you just do it on the ending riggers and, like, fly higher, gun haul on to the other one or something, you know, yeah. like, easy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Does anyone have any other questions about the list in general? Mm, yes. So, of course, Barak Mornar is not your obvious choice when you look at the book for the first time. I think most people tend towards uh, Zilfin and Urbas um, yeah. because of the extra gold. Um, Barak Morna has the ability, uh, I think it's called Fearsome Raiders, to subtract uh, bravery by one. Yeah. when you're in the enemy's half of the, or enemy territory. How often do you find that useful or is it just a nice to have in some cases? It's just a nice to have, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> it very rarely does much. It might make somebody spend a command point on just mm -hmm. inspiring presence in the unit. That's probably the biggest impact it has. Um, means you've got to kill 29 horrors, not... 30 horrors like <laughs> most of the time it means nothing but yeah actually yeah telling them that that they're an extra minus one and if you killed three or four guys they're probably a lot more likely to spend a command point um, so and, and how, how often do you forget about that uh no I'm, i remember it yeah <laughs> okay, because yeah, uh, I, I run a prime and he yeah, does a similar thing. He does minus two bravery minus two, to yeah. turn. The, he comes down and I constantly forget about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bravery in general doesn't really come up much in AOS no. anymore. It's not. It's not really a factor. No, that's really not. No, but it could change from oh they only run on a six or they run on a five or a four. Yeah. 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 Um, although one thing I did spot when I listened to the uh, Honest Wargamer show uh, with you on is that the part of the reason that you have the chemist as your general yeah. is because of inspiring presence, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So obviously, being the general gives him a 12 inch range, not a six on inspiring presence. So mm -hmm. being so small and slow. It just gives you that extra that extra range to spread to your guys. You can mm -hmm. sort of sit in the middle and web either way, um, because obviously losing those triumphs means that you can't just inspiring presence your archonauts by themselves. Yeah. Say so if something shot at them, or um, or two units got hit, and you could only eighth gold one of them. At the, sorry, they both got hit at the same time. So it's really important to be able to reach them to inspiring presence them, especially if the boats away in the middle of nowhere because oh. their, their bravery is actually pretty bad it's like six and then by the bravery time six, they're, yeah. old, they're five and you get a re-roll but fucking that's not going to help them if 10 guys die you know you're gonna you're gonna lose the rest of the unit um yeah so the, the chemist is pretty much there just to be cheap for them really and he spends yep. most of his time just backing up the archonauts yeah yeah he, he'll just sit awkwardly maybe inside uh, Arcanaut units, give out some minus ones to hits. Mm -hmm. um, if anything comes close, the shooting attack's actually really mint, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. But but uh, 
yeah, he's really there because he's the cheapest hero. His buff's okay. His minus one hit's okay. Uh, but, yeah, he's he, he fits perfectly. And he can just give out that inspiring presence. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, really common yeah. scenarios where leaders score you extra points, like having one not inside mm-hmm. the boat all the time and away from the boat is real tasty. Yeah, there's a big issue with Iron Sky Commanders. You kind of are tempted to put all of your heroes in that boat, yeah. and then they're all in one place. Yeah, it's not very handy. Um, no. So, and I didn't actually really think about this before until I listened to your honest wargamer show. But the uh, that twelve inches on the spiral presence is actually a lot more than twelve inches because it's not wholly within. Nah, yeah, Whereas, yeah. Like, if you had an admiral. Then that'd be twelve inches, but it's totally within. And then the the <clears throat> bubble from the ironclad is is bigger, but it's totally within. So in theory, you can you know you're taking up a lot of space with your archivals. You can actually get effectively a bigger bubble with your chemist than you can with the ironclad. Yeah, because yeah, it can stretch out. Effectively, it's like a twenty-five inch bubble around the guy. Um, from side to side, you know, 25 inches wide. And then you've got a a 10-inch move tops in either direction. So realistically, if you're playing him correctly uh, and it's not from one side to the other, you should always be able to inspire and presence your guys or get the the ironclad close enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just just impressed that, like, you 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 this this list uses pretty much none of the conventional wisdom air quotes <laughs> carried on overlord stuff <laughs> and it's just still like smashing it every time yeah 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 which twice. is awesome it's yeah. really cool mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty different but it caters the way that i play really well so mm. works for me i know hayden picked it up for a bit in palmy um and i watched him play and i was just there like Oh, you're doing it wrong. I don't know. What are you Ooh. doing? I mean, that might be actually good for some, like, people who pick up this list and just try it out in their local scene. What are the common mistakes that they could make and shouldn't do? Um, they put the chemist on in the boat to mm-hmm. begin with. That's, the like, the biggest gripe. Uh <laughs> Uh, they'll blob all their units together and they'll not measure pre-measure threat ranges with the ironclad <clears throat> the ironclad should never 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 ever get into combat unless you get, get double turned it should be almost physically impossible for anybody to get into combat with it <clears throat> so if you ended up in combat you have done something wrong um, they haven't done something right the gun hauler should never be near the ironclad. The gun hauler should always be in a corner, up someone's butt, just in the stupidest place that if they want to go deal with it, they run into the corner of the board and lose their unit as well. Um, but give you the opportunity that, given the turn back, you can do the once per game extra six-inch move, go 18, charge into somebody, hit them, with two, hit them with D6 mortals, hit them with D3 mortals, shoot their lads. Um, and the engine riggers should also 
a lot of the time be independent to the boat. Um, all right. But <laughs> against all <laughs> wisdom, <laughs> you're gun hunter away from the boat. Doesn't do the six up if you know. The chemist who has the opportunistic privateer command trait <laughs> who can redeploy a boat, get out of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Any riggers who can heal boats, stay away from the boat. Like, yeah. This is completely different. Yeah. But cool. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. The young it's what, Morna, it's what Morna should be. They're the odd bunch. They're the yeah. weirdos. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, 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 it plays play weird. It plays very weird. The um the riggers can go near the boat occasionally, but only when you want to bait somebody. Like mm -hmm. if they've got shooting output, it's so good. You just put the boat there. Oops, I put it in threat range. Whoopsie. And the Indian riggers are sitting on the back. Hmm. Boat's base is like three inch wide, whatever it is. And, and they, they just heal it up. They shoot right. the boat. Just heal it up. Yeah, that's cool. Good, good little tricks. It's funny because yeah. there's a lot of uh, talk and joking when the book first came out about anti synergy. So the mm. fact that you did a lot of things that on the face of it don't make sense <laughs> kind of plays into that. Well, this is like the king maybe, of anti synergy. Right that's how, how the book should work. <laughs> yeah. Do not use the synergies. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, like, the way I like, the way I think about it is that. When everybody was looking at synergy, they were looking at output synergy. They were looking at mm -hmm. numbers, like how do I make these units and their stats synergize with each other? Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas I think the book can synergize with the core mechanics of the game better than it can synergize with uh, numbers. So it synergizes really well with things like the movement phase. Like if you double smack somebody with navigators and then you stave them. Um, <clears throat> so does that, does that stack? So you'd halve their movement and halve it again? Yeah, you'd quarter their movement. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Maybe we should explain this. Uh, so the navigator has a, an ability called Ether Storm, where uh, I think 36 inches uh, is yeah. the yeah, range. A flying unit they can choose, which... Often people tend to go for the mock Russia or the, the big dragon or whatever, but it's a unit. So it could be even some flamers, flamers. anything, yeah. uh, anything uh, from the ghost list, Rosa, yeah. <laughs> everything from night haunt mm. army, Rosa, a D six and a free up. It's half to move or six gives an extra damage. And basically what you, what you're doing with the double navigator, you can double that and then quarter their move characteristic yeah. wow and half to half to charge yeah just neuter something like here's your three inch move <laughs> have yeah. fun oh you know like eels are moving three and a half inches but oh yeah, yeah eels like, oh like, it's i like this this like this is how you this is how i mean it, it interacts in the core mechanics of the game like come to the movement phase you make their one awful with the navigators and the stave and your one completely ignores the rules of the game you just pick your stuff up and mm -hmm. put it where you want it and then what you don't yeah. pick up and put it where you want it it just it just runs and then it does what it's not supposed to do you know it's not supposed to be able to shoot but it can so now it's moving further than intended and it's shooting and you're just placing your guys somewhere mm -hmm. <clears throat> It's yeah, it's it's 
it's quite cool. It's, it's different. A very, it's, it's a very cool. clever list. Yeah, well done. Yeah. I like it. So, so it's a very interesting way of just looking at it. Just the mm -hmm. just go for go for mechanics rather than oh, I'll get I'll get a lot of um, base damage if I do this and this and this with this unit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about having a shooting army is that your output should be your whole army every turn, basically, right? Like. So you should never be struggling for damage with a shooting list. When you start struggling for damage with your shooting list is because your shooting list is dying and you're losing bodies and you're losing output that way. But obviously, if they can never catch it, they can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, a, there's a lot of units, though, that, uh, that, that still are a huge threat but don't fly. Like, yeah. just thinking about, we have a a real slanish problem at the moment back in, in SA. Yeah. Um, Keeper Secrets runs at you or Chariots runs at you and just whack. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the worst thing I've found, it's not slanish, I've, I've found to be fine. Uh, it's more tribes. It's more tribes moves 15 inches. <clears throat> Their saves are a lot better than slanish, so you can really only kill one of them a turn. Um, and then if you damage them purposely without the idea of actually killing them that turn to drop their movement bracket to somewhere where you can say at a safe threat range, they just spend a command point and then they move full distance and then they catch you and then that's real dumb. Um, but Slanesh is like, keepers are, you're only going to have about three in a list now tops. If they ball them together, you can slow one of them down before you get there, drop your next turn, shoot one off, slow the other one down. Now they're only moving like seven inches. Now they only have a thirteen-inch threat range. Um, they're not. They're yeah. not a worry. They're not a worry. You can make people spread too. Mm. Like the worst thing they can do is yeah, ball ball all those keepers up together, or ball all those chariots up together, or frost lords or whatever, because um, that makes it really hard for you to actually attack it. Right, which is why you deploy. So you deploy your iron over there and your um, b balloons over there and your gun hauler in a third corner somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. To, to, to spread people's armies out because that's how our, our army plays best is when people aren't balled together. Um, unless you've got the Warlord and then Vortex and, and Alpha Strike. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's one of the interesting things when you, especially tell people that you can teleport and you have to be nine inches away, but they start zoning out space and spreading their army out to places where they don't necessarily want it to be anyway. Yeah. Um, so That's um, what I found playing Cron at Cancon as well. It's like, oh, oh, I'll string grots here and here and here. And I normally do this anyway, but I don't do it in my, in my backboard, you know. Yeah. I don't spread my heroes out like that, stagger them so that you can't put your stuff down. Um <clears throat> And I, yeah, I just saw all the possibilities, all the, all the, like, the skill the cap to stuff. play. Yeah, the skill cap to play is so high. The skill ceiling's massively high with this army, mm. but it doesn't lend itself very well to learning how to do it. I, I wouldn't think. Um, there's a lot of unwritten stuff, like it's not in abilities and stats and rules and crap. It's just it really is a lot of actually playing the game of Warhammer. Yeah. Would you yeah. say a lot of the time you're playing your opponent more than 
your Pioneer yeah. Army. Yeah, that's probably I, fair. I get the uh, impression that you're like a senior Hayden's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get the impression that you're sort of choosing what information you give your opponent a lot and sort of you trying to play mind games a bit. Is that fair? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like everybody's always going to ask you what your threat ranges are, right? Mm. When you I think it's a shooting army. So <clears throat> you tell them your average threat range. You tell them, you know, there's a 30, 42 inch threat range on engine riggers with, uh, with mortal wounds. There's a 48 inch threat range on the gun hauler. Like, so sort of see if they chuck their hero somewhere a little bit where they don't want it somewhere a little bit silly, but it's yeah. If they don't really know what you're doing, then they're going to start doing weird things. Like, they're like, why is this whole army spread out all over the place like this? And then they're all going to start spreading. Like a lot of Warhammer players, they write a list that's basically pre-written for them um, with sub-factions and battalions. Then the list plays one way. Well, they've only seen it playing one way. So they just play it that one way and that's their game plan and they go into it like that. But they don't actually problem solve the situation out a lot of the time um so if you're giving them weird questions different questions that people haven't pushed into them before like that then a lot of the time they'll stick to the initial game plan which is is either not going to work or they're not going to be comfortable with it because you know something's something's different to what they used to uh play against yeah <laughs> Well, I always find one of the hardest things to play against is when your opponent makes you make choices. Yeah. As soon as you make, as soon as you make to make choices, that's when you have the potential to make a mistake. Yeah. So exactly that. Man. Yeah. So, the more yeah. the more choices you can give somebody, the more likely it is that they're gonna they're gonna make a mistake. So the more choices you can give somebody without overextending yourself, I think that's that's how you don't just beat an army that's how you beat a player that makes mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. yeah so have you played against uh big war or iron draws much yeah i played iron draws at the tournament um and that was one of the ones where i was like this is i think this is one of my worst matchups mm -hmm. uh, because nothing really flies <clears throat> it's all very fast They've got a lot of mobility. They've got a mm. teleport that I'm not too worried about, but they do have a lot of bonuses to charge on their teleport, yeah. uh, which makes the stave worse. Um, if you don't know that's how it why, works. That's basically why I asked you about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the mechanic. You half the dice and then and then the modifier. So if it's a modifier like entangling, it's awesome. But if it's a modifier like plus three or plus four to charge, that's when it's getting closer to being an issue. Um, but yeah, plus one or plus two, it's not enough to get around the stave. Mm. But when you've got some big Iron Jaws numbers, like you've got plus three to charge, and then you roll 36 and yeah. you take all the dice, that's when you can actually teleport and get into things like the bow. Yeah, um, their movement as well you can do. be surprising because, mm. like, a lot of Iron Jaws players or Big World players will put uh, their hero phase move on the Moor Crusher or something, but 
I've yeah. seen smart other like smart players will put it on a unit brutes or hard boys. Hard boys or yeah. The pigs, yeah. the the gorgrunters, they'll they'll yeah. get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they nine inch moves? So it's like eighteen inches. Yeah. Eighteen inch the, plus charge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm well aware that <laughs> that they're not a good matchup for me. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, yeah. having Arkansas means that I can screen because while they don't fly, which is a detriment to me, is, is also a detriment to them yeah. that you can screen with having you know 50 Arkansas mm. on quite easily. Yeah, no, I, I I still love the screens. You 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 have to just in case. Always put something in front of. Always put something in front of that ironclad. Yeah. In case something happens and they just get a smash right into it, turn one. Yeah. Yeah, you can't play the game without screens. Doesn't matter what you're playing. You need something. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so let's start talking about some of your games because that might help give us uh, some some more insight. Uh, yes. Please. So you played Zeta first. Well? So pardon? Are you going to bring up their list as well? Uh, yeah. I can uh, find sure, it. I got it correct. Oh, love it, yeah, mate. Um, so I'll, I won't bother reading the whole list no. out. Um, oh, I mean, I guess first, like, uh, tell us about this tournament. Like, where was it? Uh, was uh, it yeah, good? So Did they feed you properly? <laughs> you know, the important questions. We got, yeah. we got to go How through important stuff here. <laughs> yeah, so it's it down in Wellington, and it was run by a guy, uh, Jono. He does the Azir Weekly. If you guys have seen that. No. Um, oh, the, the, the fun thing on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like an onion news, newspaper thing. Um, it's pretty Thanks. good, actually. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, <laughs> so he, um, he always gives you chocolate fish at the table. So in terms of feeding us, um, probably not enough for me, but chocolate fish is always cold. <laughs> chocolate fish is always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, but yeah, what, it's... What are chocolate fish? Are they actually just... Hey, it's like a little marshmallow thing with chocolate on the outside. Right, okay. Shaped like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's at a it's at a, a convention that we have every year called Quarter Arms. Um, typically, it's between you know twenty to thirty players for Age of Sigma and 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 forty k, and then there's a bunch of other systems that are that are squeezed in there but it's normally a pretty good tournament it's at a good venue uh oh, yeah. right around the corner from where i stay so it's it's mint it's perfect actually there's no beer on site so that's good for me but also really disappointing um it is it's disappointing yeah it's, yeah yeah you, you gotta start doing it licensed venues that, that that's yeah. when the real fun starts happening. Yeah, yeah. I always definitely look forward to the license venues. <laughs> They're a lot better for me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, was there anything? Was it? It was a five game tournament, wasn't it? Was yeah. there any special rules, or was everything pretty much standard? No. So, I really wanted to play the realm rules because you can abuse it pretty hardly in Mourner, uh, pretty hard in Mourner. <laughs> Um, but the, we didn't play realm rules, so that was that was probably a good thing for everybody else. Um, <clears throat> there was no extra extra stuff. We just played the secondaries um, from the the GHB. Mm-hmm. So I sort of just quickly worked out which ones were reasonable and which ones were situational, and then which ones were a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Just picked those. So mm-hmm. I think there's only about three in there. 
that were just a complete waste of time and maybe three situational ones and the rest ko kind of loves like they're totally fine uh how many of them did you have to pick per game was it two or three two two, two per game yeah mm-hmm. so i think there was only one game where i didn't get all of them yeah yeah so i think i only dropped i literally only dropped one point the whole tournament i think it um, gives you a bit more choice because I think in the, in the GHB, it actually suggests for tournaments to use free. That's a because, lot. Yeah, I mean, that basically means you're just picking the free you don't like and saying, well, I'm just going to not use those free because there's yeah. only 18. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it depends if they make you choose a new one every game. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Because the last tournament I attended, they said free, but you could recycle those and Ooh. use them again. So yeah. it was basically always the same free <laughs> <laughs> that you chose. Yeah. Could you recycle, yeah. or did you have to pick new ones? No, you had to pick new ones. Yeah, I think I think two and picking new ones every game. That's that's, that's a true. pretty fair way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, game so one. Zinch. Yeah, yeah. So this is not your what? typical interest. Yeah. What no. was this, by the way? This was. Let me find the pack. Uh, uh, Star Strike. Star Strike. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> I pull it up while I'm here. Uh, he was a very new player. It was his first tournament, um, and he's obviously playing a Guild of Summoners Zench list. So, a bunch of little casting heroes, a bunch of Kyra Acolytes to get casts off, um, and he had some. Zangors and Skyfires and Twenty Zangors, yeah. Stuff mixed in there. Um, cool. This game was not. Uh, this game did not kick the tournament off well. Um, it's the guy's first tournament; he'd never played before. Jono um, was kind of like, "What did you do? This, this is not going to be. Don't worry about this game. Play the next one." And it was very much like that. Like he took first turn, he moved up. Uh, he zoned his heroes at the back okay, but not well enough. Mm. He'd come to well into my threat ranges. I never take the double one to two, but first turn, I shot off all but one hero and then mm. took the double and shot the rest of them off. And that means his list doesn't work. It's Guild of Summoners. He needs his heroes alive to summon. That's where the mm. power of the list comes from. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just, just like, it was. It was literally he played his first turn and then conceded. It wasn't. There was nothing. There was nothing fun for either of us really. Um, <laughs> it was just kind of like, <clears throat> uh, sorry, bro. Like you can't. You can't. I mean, slow up with that placement against the army like this because I'm just gonna just take it all off. So, did you say that was actually his, his first ever game as well? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, not his first ever game. He'd been playing for 18 months or something. But it was his first ever tournament. <clears throat> so, well, I, th- I thought there was. I thought he was going to play quite well. He he like he thought about all the right things, which was great. He zoned the board really well, which mm-hmm. was good. He just left heroes too close to the side of his screen, which meant that I could just run, end up nice and close to it. You know, and just just wrap it like he he had heroes within three inches of the screen, so even if you deep strike the boat, the the big gun could shoot them, um, and they all have five up saves. Like that's just rubbish. Like mm. oh, they just they just evaporate when you look at them. 
<clears throat> yeah. Uh, I thought the big thing about the Ironclad is if you can get the carbines into a range or something. Um, so if yeah, if they're just within three inches to front of the screen, then they're going to be in range. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I guess that's the sort of situation where you need a bar on site. Yeah. 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 Play, that's I think. That's exactly what I was saying to him. Because um, <laughs> he was coming to the team's event the following weekend that ended up getting cancelled because um, of COVID. Yeah. But I was saying, oh, if this was next weekend, man, we could have gone to the bar, but now I don't really know what to do. <laughs> Give him a chocolate fish. fish. Yeah. yeah. Get him a chocolate <laughs> fish. Aww. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> All right. But it's a cool but, list. I like it. It was cool. It was a very pretty army as well. He won the mm-hmm. best painted. So. Um, the table looked awesome. Oh, well, Stan, awesome for him. Yeah. First tournament wins a prize. I guess. I guess there's not a huge amount to really say about this game. Then just, but for for anyone that's you know maybe thinking about picking up the list, how on say Star Strike, because this is what the battle plan was. Yeah. Do you sort of spread your Arcanauts out to get to where the the three different locations of the battle yeah. where the objects could go? And then, where do you put your, do you yeah. put your ship, and how do you so, deploy it? So, de- deployment's pretty typical. Um, it would normally be a 10 or a 20 in the middle, and then a 10 or a 20 on the flank. Um, normally, I'll load one side. So, I'll leave, on Star Strike, say, I'll leave a 10 in one of the corners, the left-hand or right-hand side, that 12 inches in where the thing's going to land. Uh, then I'll go 20-20 with the arcs <clears throat> and I'll load that side up and put like the gun hauler on the left hand side with the 10 guys but in the back um, so that I've got that objective covered by 10 Arconauts which is which is enough mm-hmm. um, but I can also push and start putting out some good damage from the other Arconauts on turn 1 um, and they can move hard up the board and then if the objective comes back and drops in one of the other two places where the 10-man Arconauts aren't, I can just zap the gun hauler back there for a second. He can tag that <clears throat> until I can, you know, nip a tail around or or get the chemist over there to stand there or or, or whatever. Um, but those central objectives that are heavily contested, I've got 40 Arconauts near those. So mm. I, should be able to, yeah. I should be able to do that. Um or engine riggers can can zip across to the to the hard to reach ones or contest their ones, which is what engine riggers do really well on Star Strike, seeing as they've moved up so hard on the first turn most of the time. Uh, so is part of the reason that you put your two twenties on on one well not necessarily on one flank, but you the reason is it the reason that you go sort of ten and then twenty twenty? Yeah. Because of, partly because of the battleshock bubble. Um, so yeah, you can put your chemist sort of in between the two big units. Yeah, that that that's part of it. The other part is that, like, I think about the game as there's three grids of that game. Mm-hmm. So you play in three parts of the board. Um, I'm going to put the majority of my stuff in two thirds of the board. So my odds of it working out for me is mm-hmm. the highest this way. If I keep this concentration of my army in two thirds of the board, and then they're going to pull their models towards my models, which will leave that other third of the board quite open, which makes it really easy to teleport and, and move back into that part of the board if objectives do actually end up dropping out there. If they don't, it's fine. My army's where it needs to be, 
even though it's really slow. Um, yeah. Okay. So, has anyone got any other questions about this cable at all? Or Starstruck? Uh, no. I, 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 I can see what happened pretty clearly. Yeah. yeah. Just, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're the ones where you're like, oh, man. This is the you bad. You feel kind of bad. Like, KO. like <laughs> the bad side of KO is when you do things like that. Like you, somebody literally yeah. plays turn one and then they concede in their turn two. So they honestly, all they've done is just run their models forwards and then take them off the board. Oh, like, yeah. That's yeah. that's not fun for anybody. Like that, I'm not having fun there. I'm just rolling dice at you and then mm. they're not yeah. smiling. Like yeah. they're not having a good time. <clears throat> Okay, uh, so game two then was yeah. Stormcast. Uh, Stormcast. Well, you can see those often. We played Stormcast twice, I think. So, uh, so were, oh. was this, um, were you relatively top tables after your first game? Yeah, yeah so I would have got um, max secondaries, max everything. Oh, cheers, buddy. Chicken delivery. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I would have been max everything. So the top of the, I think it was table two or something. So I would have had 20 points or, or whatever the cap was um, at that point. So Mark had obviously absolutely smashed his first opponent, opponent as well. <clears throat> and he's a pretty good player. He's been around the scene for a while. Always plays kind of weird Stormcast lists, but he makes it work. Um, and mm -hmm. it's got Gotrick in it, and I love playing Gotrick with Mourner. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Yeah, you can bury him in shots. He's just pistol shots. He's just so easy to dice at him. So easy to kill with KO. Um, and he will never do anything. Like I think he killed four Arcanauts in our game. That that was oh. it. Um, well, I guess your ideal scenario is your opponent runs forward like into range of pretty much everything from your Arcanauts, with pistols and all. And yep. that's kind of what GoTruck wants to do, is run forward so he can get to you as soon as possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, typically you'll find that, that most people run forwards either because they don't know what to do, they'll just move at you, or because the objectives are there, so they go, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to move hard onto the objectives, which means that everything's mm. in Arcanaut range. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was focal points, <clears throat> so five objectives. They're not overly spread out. I think they're about 24 inches apart at most, um, and then 12-inch increments from each other, which is quite quite good. Um, it's quite easy to get around on. Mm -hmm. uh, but he did have Gav and the old-school Evo bomb. That was going to make my life a lot harder than it ended up being. Um <clears throat> He can stack plus six to charge or plus nine to charge, which mean that he'd get in to my boat no matter what he rolled. Um, and the Evos with the Immortal Wound output would get through the boat, uh, I think. I yeah. think they'll get through the boat. They should do about 10 mortals. Um, and then I think that what they're three attacks apiece, two damage, no rend. So uh, you don't have to slip up on many saves for them to kill the boat. <clears throat> but what ended up happening in this game was 
I screened out. Uh, I baited with the nine engine riggers. I put them hard up against my front screen. Sort of going, hey, if you gav bomb here, you're going to kill 20 Arcanauts and nine engine riggers, which is like, you know, 500 points or something. Uh, yeah, pretty much 500 points. And yeah, he took the bait. He dropped the gav bomb first turn. <clears throat> killed, killed a bunch of stuff. Um, but that was exactly what I wanted because now he can't catch the boat and you can teleport around carefully and slowly pull apart his army, which is which is how it went. Um, so I killed everything except for Gotrek. And then when we got down to Gotrek, the whole army was just in a big circle around Gotrek and then <laughs> shot the flare pistol at him and just, yeah. It was... I want you to shoot every gun you have at that man. <laughs> it was pretty inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, poor, poor Gotrek. Because, like, if he plays against Mourner, his threat range is ten inches, like max, max threat range of ten mm. inches. So over yeah. two turns, over two turns is max. Like, if if I take the double at any point, Gotrek's max threat range is twenty inches. So that's like absolutely rubbish. But. Like, he just can't do anything. I've played him twice now, and in neither game has Gotrek done anything. He's completely useless into the KO matchup. Mm -hmm. I mean, what you want to do with him is, especially in focal point, just sit him on the middle objective and, yeah. and say, yeah, come at me, bro, but not with 50 Arcanaut pistol, 100 yeah. shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like, it's, he's only one guy. So you just run two Arcanauts. Yeah, one model. He really wanted to. And he can't zone the objective out because he's got a no, tiny base. Small. He's got um, a 40 millimeter base. Yeah. And you just score it and you kill 10 guys. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I love the model, but I just don't see any space in him in any of my dwarf armies. No. None no. of the three. <laughs> he's, he'd be super fun to play, but I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very good, unfortunately. Which is which is a fair fair um, balancing. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the the flare pistol, um, which is a free plus free plus, and you need to hit yep. one of those two shots. Yep. How often do you find yourself spending a gold for rerolling? Uh, yeah, I don't typically spend a gold. I normally spend a command point for reroll ones to hit. Okay. Um, so and then. Two three ups re-rolling ones is about as reliable as it gets. Um, you mm. can spend the gold if you really want to, but <clears throat> what would you spend the gold on else so the navigator? That turn I'd spend it on re-roll to wound on like something like the ironclad or yeah, here fly, or even the gun uh, the the thunderers. Mm. Um, possibly a unit Arcanauts reeling to wound as well. It's a lot of output, <clears throat> so it's sort of yeah, true, true. It, it makes you feel like your whole army is popping their triumph, their their gold that turn. So the more output you can get that turn, the better. And it's normally just focused on like a, a obviously just one key unit, like in a gash or a big block of of something tanky with a you know four wounds and four up save or but or Gotrek, but. <laughs> yeah so 
a lot of the time you can sort of work through, leave those highest output units like the boat or the thunderers or uh, your 20 blocker Arcanauts, shoot them last. And then you can see if you actually need to spend that gold on something like that boat that turn. Because ideally, I like to leave the gold on the boat for saves until mm -hmm. I can see the direction of the game is going. Um, and then once I see the direction the game is going, I can just foot on gas even harder, um, drop it on shooting output on the boat. Because the boat really wants reroll ones to a uh, reroll to hit, because um, torpedoes are poos. Yeah, <laughs> always poos. <clears throat> Although they reroll ones, I know they don't reroll ones because you're not zilfing. Oh. No. No. no, yeah, then yeah, then you want <laughs> you yeah. want to do it on the hits. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Um... What did your opponent do with his comet? Did he just put that on top of your Arcanauts and stuff? Um, I'd, I'd grouped, knowing the comet's going to hit me. That's whatever. Uh, so he hit pretty much my whole army, except for, like, I think the gun hauler with the comet on turn one, mm -hmm. mm. which is fine. Uh, all, the whole army's just going to run away from it anyway, first turn. Like, because they can run and shoot, they don't get stuck. Uh, within range of the comet they should never get stuck within range of the comet unless you want them to be so i'll happily put it there he's only got one caster so the quickest he can cast again is turn three um i've got unbinds and he has no buffs to cast so there is opportunity to stop it mm -hmm. and by turn three my army is so spread out the comet's not going to do a lot um yeah so don't think I've got any other questions about this game or all this or how you play vocal points really. Yeah. Anybody else? I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. It's got lots of objectives. Kayla loves any any scenario of lots of objectives. Mm -hmm. I, so. I guess the only thing I'm um like that that's in interesting, I guess, is that uh, for it, they're not using this as the last game usually focal points gets put as the last decider game on for the top table in tournaments yeah we're both the both the new scenarios for the last game mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah I think sort of as cool factors we'll put them as last games yep see so everyone with a sore head on day two can try and remember what these do <laughs> learn entirely new missions go wait 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 <laughs> can you or do you have to remove objectives right now what's going on <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> okay uh so and you've got your secondaries in this game as well I yeah. yeah everything yeah and i picked the cocky ones so i picked like uh kill all of his heroes and he picks a hero and i have to kill it so he picked gotrick obviously <laughs> I was like, i'm killing gotrick he sucks mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. next game uh i'm jaws ah. um, oh, there we go uh so what uh so i game three uh what battle yeah. plan was it on it was on let's get it here uh, total conquest mm. Mm. so real real cool uh, scenario now i really like it i really like that you score more points for leaders on objectives and i really like the mechanic that taking objectives back scores you uh extra points mm -hmm. yeah it was always one of my favorite ones 
pre this GHB, but I think it's just got better now. There's so many layers to play in this this one well. Um, it gives you so much opportunity to outplay your opponent, which is really cool. Uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's Iron Jaws. So this is sort of one of the matchups that I was really interested to see how it goes because I think it's a good matchup into me. Um, where has he does have a mega boss and more crusher, so that guy is going to do nothing all game, but <laughs> the rest of the stuff is fast enough. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, can he so, the Iron which lets him use uh, mighty destroyers once per turn for free? Yeah, once per turn, or, or so he gets using it for free. That's that yeah. Um, so I'm guessing he was then using that on other units instead of the more crusher. Yeah, it was going on the brutes. So yeah, the brute. Uh, turn one, gave him turn one. I'd screened up hard, uh, just with a big twenty, big ring of twenty in front, and then just kept everything back four inches or or <clears throat> sorry six five inches I think two inches as big as reach, uh, five inches back so he can't pile in through and hit anything past it. So zone that out. Give him first turn, he chucked 20 brutes into me, chucked gore grunters into me, chucked his whole army, except for five brutes and the other little heroes. Uh, and then he killed 20 guys, and that was cool. Uh, <laughs> then I flare gunned his brutes, shot his whole unit of brutes off in one turn. The um, big unit, yeah. Although yep. you had a minus one to hit from Iron Sons. Yep, yep, just flare gunned it and shot the whole thing off. Which, yeah, well, you know, like the whole army's in range. It's 30 Arcanauts um, with all that. It is. It's a lot of dice, yeah. It's a lot. The Arcanauts have so much output. It's it's a it's lot. 50 Arcanauts. Yeah. Um, it's just too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I shot all that off on the turn. Um, he can charge in my charge phase. So... Mm -hmm. Charging units of Arcanauts in to block his, his charges like that. Uh, and then, yeah, turn one went happy. He was about ready to call it if I won the, the priority there, which I kind of agreed with. But at the same time, I think there was still a game there. But he won the priority into two, which is really good for him. Um, mm -hmm. And at this point, the Mega Boss and Warcrush is moving three inches. Um, <laughs> He's useless. That's uh, so harsh. Yeah, yeah. Like even with his his free move, his free iron fist move, like he moves sick. six inches, and then he can charge six inches. Yeah, I don't care. But I I really don't care. Um, he he pulled off a good little play. He tele he teleported a unit of gore grunters over to the side, killed my endenriggers with it. Mm -hmm. Kind of wanted to keep my engine riggers alive as long as I could in this matchup, um, but they died early. So by the end of sort of my turn two, all that was left was like a couple heroes of his and Gore Grunters and the Moor Crusher, which was a potato. And basically how the game went was I had a gun hauler, uh, an ironclad, and then the heroes and the thunderers inside. And they just very slowly and methodically moved around the board, shot off what was near where they went to. Then in my following turn, kicked a hero out onto the objective, moved to the next one, shot off what was there, 
next turn kick a hero out move over do this just repeat um <clears throat> and by that time all he has is mega boss from more crusher and because the navigators are on the board but their threat range is so long on their half half move they were just sitting there just going half move half move half move half move and he couldn't do anything so it was a really cool game um it was like there was nothing on the board for like three turns of the game for either of us uh, but just very slowly and carefully moving your units around the board to to score as much as you can after falling down hard in sort of the, the first and second turns points wise was really really interesting and it was a really good uh, sort of stress test of the list in these new ghb scenarios uh, which i really enjoyed it was awesome really good yeah, um, how yeah. often do you find uh, that you, you fail the role with the navigator? Um, yeah, quite uh, quite quite often. I normally have pretty bad dice, um, <laughs> but having two of them means that I'll get one of them off. Um, if you get both of them on, it's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. But even just getting one off, you know, like the mega boss is now six inch move. So even with his command point for movement. He's only back to his standard movement anyway, uh, yeah. which typically a lot of people won't take, which is probably the play. Um, whereas you could just put it on the Gore Grunters and make the move 18 inches instead of 12. Like you've got a net a net gain there. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if that thing was actually flying and moving fast, he would have caught me. And like, you know, if I wasn't playing Bornar with that sort of setup, he would have caught me and he would have chewed me up and I would have been in a lot of trouble. But yeah. Being out of just absolutely just crush 500 points of his army without ever having to do any damage to it, and I didn't shoot it once, is it really showed how strong those mechanics were. Yeah, you're really making me think. Uh, really making me think of buying a second navigator. That's <laughs> sure. Do it. Do it. This is so good. This is so cooked. Uh, uh, the, the, the weird, like I. Like that, that navigator ability to half flying movement, like I keep forgetting it in my games. Like that's that's mm. just something I I never really think of even yeah. doing because mm. usually I'm like right in their face and just shooting them at point blank. So just half move, full move doesn't matter for me. But no, I, I can see it how it it can be super powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, like what you get for a hundred points, you get an unbind a dispel. Uh, an ability like that with a ridiculous range <clears throat> you got some average shots but he's also really tough he's a three up save um, he is surprisingly tough yeah so yeah he's absolute gold i think so do, do you think having two navigators is, is essential for your list just to have the the backup if you fail one role that you've got the, the second one um, I think a mixture of the, uh, both what you just said and being able to engage multiple units at once, um, it gives you that opportunity to completely shut down their threats so that you only need to use your stave on on, on less things, you know. Mm -hmm. so, do you so, find yeah. most of the time, given the choice, your 
half your halving or quartering the movement on one unit, and then using the stable on a on a on a second. Like then... if yeah, if if they've got three threat pieces together, that's ideally how I'd play that scenario. Yeah, quarter move, half or quarter move one of them, uh, and stave the other one. So essentially, they're doing the same thing. If if that makes sense. Yeah, they're um, increasing the front range. Yeah, just in different phases of the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. so do you ever, if you get your first uh, navigator off, do you ever attempt to target a a different unit for the second one, or do you always try and dub them up if you get the first one off? No, yeah. I mean, it depends on the list you're playing. Yeah, yeah. it all depends. Um, if you're playing, like Flamers is a good example there. Uh, if you hit one one unit flamers one time, they get into like a twenty-two and a half inch threat, which means you can shoot them with the twenty-four inch stuff. So if you want to hit both units of flamers, which are probably right next to each other, and you don't want them to be able to hit you, you just bink one and bink the other one, and then you can quite comfortably put your units in that range and be not be untouchable. So that's mm -hmm. that's a good example of where that would work. Or you know things like MSU eels. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of opportunities where you do just half and then move on to another unit. But if it's five hundred points of their army, just completely neutering it is yeah. is really effective. Imagine if you could catch Archaon out with that thing. What's that? If you could catch Archaon out with that thing, just <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's surprising what actually does fly as well. So much stuff flies. The fastest stuff flies typically, all the fastest stuff, and it's so prevalent in the game now. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Surprising what doesn't fly. You thought, thought you, you, you look at the, the this, oh, it's a big bloodthirst with big wings. No, Scarbrand doesn't fly. Wait, what? <laughs> he needs to walk, yeah. <laughs> and he, he isn't even fast. <laughs> He's just no. um, stupid. Okay. Uh, oh. I don't need to be all ones to hit. I'll my ironclads do that naturally. No, he doesn't fly. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Was that, was that a sore moment for you? Was it, Cron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least you never made that mistake again, because that's nope. ingrained in your memory now that Scarborough yep. doesn't fly. <laughs> Although it won't matter because you'll be playing more now in the future, probably. Did you get touched by Scarborough, Cron? I did get touched by Scarbrand. The guy does 36 bad, mortal wounds. Bad touch. Just 36 <laughs> mortal wounds. Yep. Yep. I had thunderers once. Yep. Thanos snapped. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's fucking awesome. Uh, any questions uh, for sure about this game? No? I think we, we yeah. understood how it went. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Stormcast again for the next game. So, okay. are, you, are you on table one by this point? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. So I scored shooty, the whole way. Shooty, shooty. Um, oh, this, is this the big Sean? Yeah, this is big Sean. So this oh, is uh, okay. this is a good mate of mine. We do the podcast together. Um, there's a lot of shit chat that went on during this game, uh, and. I think this should have been my one of my closest games as well. I think he played mm -hmm. a little bit. He played a little bit hesitant, a little bit scared, almost. Um, 
but we played the new scenario, the one where you remove the points from the board. Mm -hmm. And he's a one drop, so he didn't deploy any of his long strikes on the board, so he was obviously going to give me first turn. Um, and I can't really zone them out without getting a turn. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, give them first turn. You just run engine riggers 18 inches up the board. Max score. Just max score everything. Keep the boat back. Now it's zoned. Now he can't drop and hit me. Um, I don't... One round of combat from the long strikes won't kill the boat. Uh, if you don't know how the list works... Essentially, it quadruples the output of long strike crossbows. So they go from one shot a piece to two shots a piece, and then they can shoot in the hero phase and in the mm. shooting phase. So they got four shots a turn per guy. So Ow. the potential output of this list is awesome. Um, I think this is the best list you can play into something like Change Host. I think this list is proper scary. And I think it's really, I think, I think it's bad into KO um, but I think it could swing and it could be quite good into KO as well it's a it's it's a really interesting matchup but basically what ended up happening was I max scored the objectives from one to three so I got six and five and four um, and Sean didn't he didn't match it so I think he went you know maybe like four then three then three mm. or something then he's too far behind yeah what ended up happening yeah is because my board presence was better than his board presence uh without the long strikes on the board i scored too much that he couldn't possibly catch up um where i think the game went a little bit wrong was he didn't put the long strikes on the board early enough he gave me first turn and then i gave him the double one to two so what that meant for me was that he was only going to get one round of shooting into my ironclad with the long strikes. And I'm fairly certain that that's not enough to kill the ironclad. And it definitely wasn't. Um, which meant that now I can kill his long strikes because I just ignore the Aether Wings, shoot over top of them, and mm. take the long strikes off. And then the list falls apart and there's nothing left. Um, but a, a very good game. Very interesting game. Um, he's got so many units there. It's it's very MSU. Like there's four, eight, 13 units in his army. And I've got quite a few as well. But his ability to be everywhere on the board at the same time was also really good. Um, so the majority of the game, how it played out was sort of... <clears throat> contesting for space like i wanted to contest that he couldn't drop his his long strikes nice and close to me and he wanted to contest that space so that he could achieve that but mm -hmm. uh, obviously arconauts come into their come into their own there and yeah yeah they were able to take up a lot of board space be super resilient as they are um and keep the boat safe as long as possible good yeah i think shooting stormcast are a good counter to KO because they do shoot, they do teleport or redeploy, but you cannot shoot them first because they're off the board. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I found out those very hard matchups where you can really need to zone out, you need to screen your your good stuff. 
and wait because there's just ether wings on the board mainly and maybe some some other stuff yeah some, um, some adjudicators or who knows what so you're not you're not committing early on because there's nothing to gain there except exposing yourself and getting shot off because those lists there are other lists that bring 12 vanguard raptors with and then four ballistas with an ordinator and all that stuff yeah it's it's scary <laughs> yeah oh, yeah yeah this is the example that like i like to make that ko doesn't shoot it's not the best shooting army in the game mm -hmm. it's it's really not like i think the the output of this from nine guys is 72 damage and that's mm -hmm. all twos and threes ren two it can do mortals mm -hmm. two damage a piece like <clears throat> if you compare it to something like this or something like tempest eye they're Potential damage output is so much better than ours. And their threat range, like all of that's 30 inch threat. But you we can't compete with that. And we don't have the the accessibility to mortals like that. Um that's that's why I really like the more varied list that doesn't just doesn't just aggro get in the face. It allows for a bit of gameplay because otherwise <clears throat> I think coming up to lists like this, and if you lacked uh bodies on the board yeah they would they would drop down they might just take first turn and just sh like shoot all your engine riggers off that are on the outside awesome. of the boats um and then pump your boat up and you know mm. now it can't fly high and now it's stuck there and now it can't <laughs> reach them because <clears throat> you've got no way to heal it because all your engine riggers are dead and you've maybe you've got an engine that master would be bad yeah mm. you know and then now you're the pin cushion yeah. and now you're sitting there getting shot at so it's, it's a really good example of list that could be really good against mm -hmm. skewed KO builds is yep. skewed shooting lists that are actually much better at shooting than KO. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think our power, our power lies in maneuverability and being able to put all of our shots exactly where we want them to be. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. The best mechanic in the arm is the, the movement, not the shooting. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The movement phase is, is there is their game. Yeah. I think when you look at start looking at the stats for our damage output, it's quite obvious that they really tried to balance the damage output so that most of it, it comes from short range. Yeah. So you can't just teleport and keep you know keep being twenty four or thirty inches away and just getting most of your damage output. Yeah. 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 That's abs that's absolutely it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why people have a lot of trouble with things like the double turn. Is that they have to get so aggressive to get all their damage output off. But yeah. then if they get the flip flop on them, they're so close that they're just gonna lose their army that turn. Ender yeah. squish as fuck outside of the boat, just sitting there, four up save, dicks in the wind. Catch the boat, <laughs> you're gonna kill the boat. Like, yeah. Yeah. They only six wings as well. So they're yeah. Easy to yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's all about risk, risk and reward. And mm. uh, yeah, I've just seen ARS coaches in the chat saying, "Oh, look, it's little Sean." <laughs> <laughs> the shade got, uh, got a lot of nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, any questions about about this game, for Sean? Um, no, I can see. I can see. Yeah, he had enough screens. 
so he can effectively screen out oh. 18 well what do they shoot 30 inches yeah 30 yeah 20, because 20, they don't get they yeah. don't count as not having moved when they teleport down yeah hero phase did you execute that yeah, yeah still yeah so it doesn't leave a lot of space you've really you've made like a mm. an envelope almost like arconauts all the way down the side engine riggers take up the whole front they have to deal mm. with the first anyway otherwise they'll just kill everything else mm. and, and a lot nice. of shit talking going on you said oh. um yeah yeah it's sort of good <laughs> we're both hung over so i normally stay at sean's place whenever we're going to wellington so um just that just this those uh the, the the mind games like oh nah nah yeah yeah, like just give me thirty minutes and go for a shit, bro. We'll finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, Fantastic. Uh, Sean, quite familiar with your list. Have you sort of been playing practice games against him beforehand? Yeah, so uh, he knows about my list because obviously we talk about it and we've we've talked about it on the podcast before. And I'm always talking about it in chat and about, oh man, I love this. This is so good. Look at this, bro. Um, but he'd never actually played it before. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I'd played this list that he's playing here um, at a tournament in, in Sydney when we went over to Aussie uh, with my daughters and gave him a really a real close game. Um, so I'd, I had some experience on, on playing this list, but he, mm-hmm. I, he hadn't had any actual on-the-board experience against playing my list. Yeah. I, I think... You really need that with the the way you play your list as well. And yeah. it's, it's very much about how you play it rather than what it can do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't read on paper as I play it on the board. It's it's a lot different. Mm. Yeah. So now that you've been on a couple podcasts telling the world about how your list plays, you're gonna have to change it. Nah, <laughs> she's right. <laughs> I'll just do something different. I'll just alpha strike them first turn and. Uh, <laughs> Everyone will be like cleaning off the corner going, uh, oh yeah, now the gun hauler can't go in the corner. And then just <laughs> yeah, well, that's the beauty of it. It's, like, it's well, not, you don't pilot it, you just play it. Because if there's only yeah. a random corner of the board, the gun hauler can't go there, then you've won anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, um, then you had Bone Reapers for your last game. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Uh, was this post oh. or pre-FAQ? Uh, post, FAQ. Post, post. So it's Stallion and Lords. Ooh, Nagash on the horse. Yeah. 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 Uh, before, we, okay. before we go into detail, I, just, well, I, I don't normally put people's names on these lists. Oh, you need to. Yeah, I thought I had to. And there was, there was no excuse not to because it's such a... There's not much in the list. Yeah. Um, so, oh. <laughs> the list is called My Little Bony. <laughs> uh, My Little nice. Bony, Friendship is Magic. And Nagash <laughs> is in it called Skeletor. And Leech Carol called And they've just given everything silly little names like yeah. Applejack's Avengers and <laughs> stuff like that. So. Mitch was saying that he had to Google all like the like My Little Bony names to get them right. <laughs> Oh, sure he did. Sure he did. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now he keeps popping up for the stuff. You're like, yeah, righto, bro. Righto, righto. (laughs) 
yeah, that's, that's, that's some nice, 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 nice mm. excuses. <laughs> I, I have a question. How was it painted? Uh, no, was it painted? Tell me they were pastel colors. Sparkle, yeah, sparkles yeah. and rainbows. He's not that committed. No. Pastel no. <laughs> uh, blue wasn't pink and purple and, you know, all that. A big rainbow in the gas. Yeah, yeah. He quite often does this with all his names. It's it's always a good a good chat to have a look at. Okay. Um so yeah, so this uh two sort of meaty heroes when he got the gas and then what battle Blamus is on? Uh this, the one of the new ones. The other new one. Uh the one one where you choose priority. Yeah, where you choose a primary. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. there's six on the board. So there's lots of objectives. Good for me. Um, and you you pick you pick the main one. This list, if I don't think people will be very familiar with how this list works. Um, <clears throat> so Steliac Lords lets everybody run and charge. So mm -hmm. that means the Death Riders have a threat range of like 28 inches or something or a comfortable threat range of 28 inches um, oh, and they don't fly they don't fly um mm. they can retreat and charge for a whatever they call bony bone point discipline uh, points yeah point, yeah it it's i think Stalliart lords is going to be the way we see osiak bone reapers go other than mm. the one with catacross other than catacross builds um because it's really good. it gives them mobility. It's a combat army. It needs it needs mobility. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's this is five drops as well. Um, I won the roll off, which is a biggie. Obviously, I didn't want to go first here. Um, <clears throat> Nagash can cast the protection in Nagash on himself and hit himself with a pendulum, which will teleport him anywhere on the mm -hmm. board. Um, oh, that's an interesting play. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that stop him moving so he can teleport himself anywhere on the board and then move afterwards in a movement phase so really important to screen out correctly here make sure his mm -hmm. base size can't fit in anywhere um <clears throat> yeah yeah uh also the other thing is that if he does that he can then cast like eight arcane bolts mm -hmm. past his screen so yeah. machine gun um, it's not a worry on the ironclad if he shoots the ironclad with it. That's mm. that's what I want to happen. Um, but if you left the heroes inside the ironclad, he would have kill your heroes outside, uh, out of the ironclad, which would be really bad. Um, mm. <clears throat> but what ended up happening in this game, uh, Mitch got too keen, way too keen. He cast protection first turn. Hit himself with the pendulum, put Nagash right in front of my whole army. Um, <clears throat> he arcane bolted off like a ke the chemist because he couldn't reach anything else with the dam. And then he tried to charge into my engine rigger bait. Engine rigger's a bait again. Look at that. Um, <laughs> sitting against my screen line and he double won it. So he didn't even get to kill the engine riggers. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then I took my turn and shot Nagash off and like, easy so i flare gun nagash and i was shooting the other death riders past nagash and nagash and then back to the death riders and then nagash and it's just he just fell fell to bits um i doubled him as well 
um, and I actually took it one into two. I normally hate taking the double one into two. I think two into three is a really the strongest time to take a double. I think one into two is typically a mistake taking it. But hmm. killing 900 points of his army turn one, <clears throat> I, I'll take it. So I took it, moved my army around, shot like 10, 10 Death Riders out of the big unit off, um, killed five guys with the, the engine riggers. And then, yeah, it's not looking good for him. He can't resurrect any of his Death Riders. Um, he's fast enough to catch my stuff, but all he's going to do is hit Arcanaut screens. Um, there was a lot of good... <clears throat> He was basically battling back at that point to score sec secondaries, which was cool. So we kept playing. Um, there was a lot of good scenarios where he's trying to run in front of my boat to get to objectives where my boat's not seeing objectives. But because the stave range is so so far, being 12 inches, and the boat's base is like seven inches long, whatever it is, he's trying to run past it without wanting to annoy the boat but the boat's still making half charge, so he's, he's not getting where he wants to go because he's just clipping the boat everywhere he goes. Okay. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, this was this was a, a quicker game than I thought it was going to be. Um, if I could separate, if he didn't do that, sort of the idea was to separate Nagash from the Death Riders. <clears throat> I really wanted him to throw those 15 Death Riders into me, Hit, hit some screens um, and then flare gun them, blow them up, and then it's only Nagash. So if Nagash moves through into the turn, he's not anywhere as useful as when he can just run mm -hmm. and charge to 9 plus 6, you know, 12 plus 6. Um, but that's not what ended up happening at all. It was it was a lot more simple than that. Um, so, yeah, that was another, it was quite a quick game, maybe 45 to, to an hour. Um, losing 900 points of your army in turn one is sort of the yeah like, you're, you're, you're fucked like if I've got 2,000 points and you only have 1,100 points you need a miracle at that point and, and poor Mitch didn't get it or good summoning but yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah so he absolutely walked through the tournament with this list up to this point and I know he'd done the same thing against the change host list where he just put Nagash into the fucking whole army and it worked out really well for him. Um, and he was you like, Fuck, I'm going to try it here. And uh, yeah, the, no, bad idea. I mean, people wouldn't expect you to use um, protection of Nagash offensively, but yeah, no. Yeah. Totally can. I've, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. It would have okay. made it. Super hard, nice teleport, yeah. yeah, super hard to deal with Nagash if he's got that on him. Um, because obviously our damage output is so spread out throughout the army. Mm -hmm. You'd smack him up a bunch. You'd probably shoot him with something like the boat. It's the most output I got. Um, and then he'd just go away and not be able to be shot by anything. And that'd be really strong. Um, but without the 15 Death Riders, I think I can still take the list. Um He's still yeah. just one model. Yeah, he's he's only one guy. He's only yeah. one guy. Um, he's got a lot of mortal output. He's not fast enough against me. Yeah, I've got too many Arcanauts, and I just grind on objectives so well. Like, 
Arcanauts are more tech guard, man. Like they're just better more tech guard. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they're four up rollable saves whenever they get into combat. It's I don't yeah. know how they ninety points. It's mm. stupid. It's absolutely bent. Um, yeah. yeah. So you Chris, wholeheartedly Christmas disagree. Coming. Wholeheartedly yeah. disagree with the consensus of Arcanauts got nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I cannot sit not in there. They got buffed. Yeah, but they they only work if they can run and shoot, or you can get them in range because those nine inch pistols are just. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't do any anything for me in my list. Yeah, they're absolute superstars in in Mona. And just screens. Can, yeah, unless you can bridge them around. Even ninety points for a screen. They're, they're yeah, great. Yeah, two two ten man screens. Battle line. You get a gold. Yeah. Sit on objective. Yeah. I think they've got some, some good play in Sylvan as well, just because you can auto-run them six without spending any command points. So yeah, 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 yeah and then there's good ten inches. Yeah. Right. yeah so that, that is hard. Go certain objectives and then re-roll the saves, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buff, buff themselves, just be completely self-independent. <clears throat> Yeah, and if you if you add on the minus one to hit from a from a chemist, they are actually quite durable. If they happen to sit near an objective in terrain, I had a mock rusher trying to kill them for two turns, and he didn't manage. Yeah, it's minus one to hit. Oh, they have a free free up save, free rollable. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and the the uh, skyhook still eighteen inches, so. Mm-hmm. Still got some threat, you know, 22 with your, your little walk. <clears throat> that's that's big enough to hit, hit most things that you want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was um, what was your favorite game? Like what what, what games you had the most the most fun in? Um I think either the game against Aiden with the Iron Jaws or the game against Sean. Um Yeah. Just yeah. sort of smack talk. Uh, yeah, just, just garbage the entire game. So that's like unsurprising <laughs> to, until somebody starts to get salty because they're losing a little bit. <laughs> Talk more garbage. And on that vein, what was the most challenging game? Uh, Aiden's. Aiden's. Um, <clears throat> just having only an ironclad and what's inside of it and a gun hauler left alive on the board against a combat army with you know mobility uh, models is it was very it had to be done right i think to pull it off um he got so up on points on the first two turns as well that it was really a a, a grind to get back there um and get to the point where he couldn't possibly win, um, which which we got there, but it was a lot of thinking to get there. <laughs> That's the best kind of game still. Oh, absolutely. That's what I want. I want to play those games. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to like play like something like the Zench list first first game and just uh, play ten minutes. Table more. turn two. Yeah, and then you sit around for an hour. Yeah. Under under is my bar. Yeah. yeah, there's no bar. Yeah, which is probably going to be even worse with this bar, right? Like you get to sit at the bar for an hour, you come back, do it again, sit at the bar for another hour, lose game three, yeah. you can't see. It's, 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 
out, guys. Come to SAGT next time. We do have a bar. Yeah. yeah I'm really looking forward to getting back over to Aussie for some tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can- Unfortunately, it looks like CanCon's cancelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but COVID stuff. Um, but, there'll be, there, yeah, there'll be other tournaments. As, pretty sure oh, yeah. SAGT will go ahead. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Super keen. Okay. Um, so... I, 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 I want to be able to fight another KO player because there's there's no one else in the state who does it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't, no, 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 I don't think there is. No. No, no competitive ones? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no KO two. players. I think we've got, we got four or five. Um, but yeah. Playing fast. Warp Lightning Vortex, or um, <clears throat> or I guess normally getting played in Tepa style if Lee's playing them. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's completely different to what I'm up to. Yeah, that, that is an interesting matchup. Uh, how do you figure your mourner list would um, would play against your typical Sylphin Alpha Strike KO list? Yeah, I played it. I played it before. I played it at Leap Ma. Um, and it smashed it then. Um, I think it grinds on objectives too hard for the mm. other one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they just want to be shooting my good pieces, but if they don't shoot my good pieces, I'm going to score too hard for the first three turns, and then by that point, they probably can't come back. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd like my match up into it, to be honest. I just... Mm-hmm. I, you have to have bodies on the board. I just don't know how you you play it relying on nine inch charges and and having a boat or two boats or you know six guys in a boat standing on an objective acting like um, somebody's not going to run ten skanks over there and and take it back because like you've just completely wasted your time at that point, right? Like you literally win the game by taking objectives that can't be recovered. Like they can't come back and contest the objectives. That's that's how you start pulling ahead in the game. So if you can't even hold an objective without getting into combat, mm-hmm. without them having to force combat, um, I, th- I think you're making it pretty hard for yourself and you're relying purely on your output. Um, so you're going to do a mix of both. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, I, I've got my, my, my the, the ten, squad's 10 Arconauts, sitting objectives, and then Death Star Boat. Smash yeah, that, in face. That iron, what's that attack squadron one? With oh, the, the iron sky. That's, yeah. that's gold. I think it's absolutely gold. That and Zifflin. That's that's the tits. That's mint. <clears throat> that's how I. That's how I do um do the Zifflin mm-hmm. build. I do that mm-hmm. with, with iron sky. Um. And then yeah, mm-hmm. you can put you can put Yarkonaut places because they're slow, and they can sit there and they can grind. You can have a nice 20 chunk or something sitting on your home objective and then those two tens to throw out. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's something we need to, to think about in the future with KO being quite popular and quite successful. We'll encounter more and more mirror matches. Yeah. So maybe Mourner is a good a good mm-hmm. solution here, yeah. Yeah. Would you ever consider that battalion in, in Mourner? Um, yeah, I think it works fine in Mornar as well, yeah. 
like that that battalion i think is the best battalion that's there mm -hmm. um the battalion ability is way stronger than the other ones obviously um but yeah i just wanted to get my drops down as hard as possible and i don't feel like i have to take anything that i don't want to take um so it seems to vibe pretty well for me um, mm -hmm. i think all our our battalions are so good like yeah. those two the grunstalk grunstalk escort wing one that's fantastic yeah. as well um thunder thunder is a great in 10 man units or or big blocks and getting free re-rolls is nice gun haulers are just absolutely ridiculous um mm -hmm. yeah i don't think we really have a bad battalion do we we only have those three that c play yeah. and then a big stupid one yeah. that you can't play yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the yeah, stupid yeah, one you never take. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can't take it. So yeah, no. It, <clears throat> it's it's I I like I love the book because it's it's got options. There's not just this is the one way to play KO, and this is the one list you must take. There's like three or four in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Three or four There's... totally equally competitively viable lists. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a resilient book if uh, the meta changes as well because there's just a lot of different tech in the yeah. book to, to choose from that you know there's massive shifts in the meta that you can sort of go oh, I'm going to pick this artifact or I'm going to you know switch to this uh, skyport or something there's so many different things to pull from yeah like I mean, there's Oh, yeah. Oh. So I I was playing, I've been playing Age of Sigma forever, right? Um, and I used to play the Murder Host back when it was literally a paper, scissors, rock. You either played Murder Host, you played Clown Car, or you played Change Host, mm -hmm. right? If anybody doesn't know, the Clown Car beat the Change Host, but the Change Host beat the Murder Host, but the Murder Host beat the Clown Car. And What's the Murder Host? The Murder Host was, you put like 120 blood letters. And they're, they move uh, 2d6 pre-game, they move 2d6 in the hero phase, and then they move in the movement phase. They move, like, yep. fucking five times a turn. Um, okay. And, yeah, it, it was great fun. Now I have 200 fucking blood letters I can't use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so mistakes are made. But, like, I feel like the game is getting to the point now where it's getting closer to that again. Um, and it's these same, it's these same books it's you know the change host is causing the same problems but you know you've got the armies the ko the clown car sort of builds which are which are solving that problem and then the com hard fast combat armies coming around and countering this one but getting smashed by that and we're sort of going in the circle now where the shooting output is back um and the magic output is is back but the combat has actually gotten faster, I think, than the shooting and, and magic's caught up. So I think it's quite a good way that they've probably unintentionally balanced the game is not by making shooting worse, but by making the mobility of combat armies faster, which directly counters the shooting list, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they fundamentally changed the way a lot of shooting lists work that the shooting relies on moving to get yeah. into threat range mm -hmm. rather than just sitting back in the deployment yeah. zone with a gun line. You can't castle up because then you're not scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. shooting's obviously always going to be 
the best form of output in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Magic, you're limited. You can't move. Great way to clear stuff and get places, but you can't. You can't move. You've got small threat ranges. Combat, you can obviously get hit back. Shooting, you just hurt people for free. Um, only problems contesting objectives once you've you've shot people off. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's. I think it's always going to be an issue for them is balancing shooting because it is so inherently strong um, because of the way that the game works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you always go off. I mean, like KO. you bring a gun to a knife fight, like yeah. yeah. Hmm. It, and it swings back and forth as well because quite often it's the case of if you don't shoot them, then then they turn around and kill you because they're not hmm. dead. So it's yeah. always it's often a case of can you kill enough of them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's why I think it's so uh, great that they generally made Ko more resilient with the new book. Oh, uh, so good, right? Yeah, yeah, the the. Dropping from a, a change of a five per save to a four per save on the Arcanauts, all of the ships getting an extra plus one. Extra oh, plus the ships one needed the plus one save. Frigates with yeah. five ups made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Thunder has got an extra wound as well. Yeah. Um, and then you add on to the fact that you know one of your units will be able to re-roll saves every turn potentially. Then yeah, a huge amount more resilient. Whereas before it's kind of like hope you kill enough and then that's it whereas now you can you can actually grind out games with the new book yeah yeah i think at the um the the book will last purely because it's not based on output it's oh it's and, and, mobile. and they've also got like the genius of the the spell in the bottle every <laughs> time a new book comes out we get a small update yeah, yeah. we've got yeah, like a new tactic we can we can look at yeah yeah Definitely always look at all the new endless spells. Like, what can I do here? Mm. There's, there's this inch one that's quite cool, eh? I've kind of wanted to play with, play around with that. that um, the one where you get a chaos spawn in your army. The, <laughs> the eye one? The one where you can move afterwards? It, it, it could give you a D6 move, it could give you plus one attack, it could give you a bunch of things. Okay. Cheeky <clears throat> way to teleport, like, hitch, ending riggers over in range of that, and then at the end of the movement phase, they could move D6. So yeah, now they're nine inches away, yeah, or they get plus one attack, so now maybe you're an eight-inch charge with a reroll, but when you get there, you've got the old-school chemist buff on you. I mean, yeah. if if you want maneuverability, you could also go with the Seraphon cogs, because uh, those can those get activated by the caster. Yeah, yeah, so you can use... Um, you can you use, can use the Seraphon cogs with the, <laughs> with the chemist. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought about that the other day. I don't know how I didn't think about it earlier, but mm. that there we could just take the Seraphon stuff, like Seraphon yeah. units, and then they can't do anything about it. We just get to play with it. I think that's worth the experience. Yeah, I mean, we can only move it once, because then to move it the next time, we also can, because we're not Seraphon. Uh, the predatory yeah. ones. Is it, the predatory is it one, yeah. or user? Most of the predatory ones are only movable by Seraphon, but uh, the cogs same. specifically say the 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 caster yeah, instead of a wizard. Yeah. So you're just gonna be careful with the wording, I guess, don't you? Yeah. 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 Difficult with cogs is you are still even though it, even if it's the Seraphon one, is it's still gonna buff every unit on the table. Yours yeah. and your if you speed up time. Yeah. Uh, 
which is not yeah. what you want. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> You don't need to go faster. <laughs> now um, you want to make your charges easier. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a cheeky little play with the burning head because your opponents can't move it. So you can just put it somewhere and give units uh, re-roll ones to hit for yeah. three for the whole game. And then they yeah. can't move yeah. it onto your unit and do more wounds. Yeah. The the annoying thing is like just it's just the dispel values, right? Like mm -hmm. I think the head's, head's only a five or a six or something. So it's it's quite easy to pull off the board. Sort of the value of the warp light and then vortex is that it's so impossible to move once it's there. Yeah. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, you end up putting a battalion in your list to get an endless spell. And then you, if it's low casting value, you only get it, that use of it for one turn. Yeah. And you yeah. spend, you know, and it's the same problem with the cheaper and the spell options. Like, well, you just spent a, a hundred points on a battalion, maybe even a unit you didn't want to get the battalion to get that in the spell. So, you might as well look at the expensive ones because the cheap ones are not as cheap once you've spent all that other stuff. Yeah, have you guys tried the hand from um Slanesh that mesmerizing mirror or whatever it is? Yes, yes, I have. That's it's... pretty that looks pretty hot money to be honest. Like, you I can... think it's, what is it's... It, 60 points, it's cheaper and the vortex it's what does cheap. it do it makes you move towards it uh, uh, does a couple of things of? so you roll i think you roll six dice for each hero oh. within 18 inches of it or something and for each six it does a mortal wound but then it stacks up on top of each other so the max output of it is like 36 so mortal wounds to a hero it's squared yeah so you roll six yeah. dice and if you roll like three sixes it's one one it, it, it's three squared, so you'd have nine mortal wounds from three sixes. Yeah. But it's really, it's, it's very unlikely to actually roll more than two sixes, and yeah. it, it kind of, like, I've, I used it a bit when it first came out, and it just wasn't doing anything. Like it did yeah. one or two mortal wounds. Because it doesn't, it doesn't move, and the casting value is seven, so it's it's high enough to be. Mm -hmm. A bit harder to pull off the board you can't move it off the board and then it has that other thing where you need to move in your movement towards it or you do mortal mm -hmm. wounds it seems like it could be a cool little cool little change from the from the vortex yeah, yeah. Um... I, I, I still like that grave tide that i used against you the the one that halves your movement yeah 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 On the grave tide, the chaos the chaos um uh, yeah uh, chaos yeah yeah, the, um, the rupture, yeah. You, you, bait him, you bait him into a, a charging your boat or charging the screen right in front of your boat, then you rupture, then you fly off. And they're stuck there with half movement in the corner where your boat used to be. There's a, uh, with Luminef, uh, they've got one that's like a mini warp lightning vortex. I can't remember exactly how it works now. But it's, it's, it's 10 points less. It messes with movement as well. Oh, the, the, that stone sigil. Yeah. Very sloppy it's, designed thing. Yeah, it's a ugly model. <laughs> 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 Looks like a 3D printed cardboard <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's got to be better than that scuttle type from Gloom's White Gets. That's oh, the worst in the spell in the game. <laughs> right, in terms of how it looks, you mean? 
Yeah, how it looks. Oh, oh. It's the best endless spell ever, but it looks yeah. so shit. Yeah. Whoa. It's like a five-year-old with a stamp, and they're just going, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, copy and paste. Yeah. And then in a, in a straight paste. line as well. Yeah. Shitty spider template all over <laughs> base. Done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite like the idea of Scuttletide in the fact that you don't need the, a hero phase move to use it. But as I just said, the, the problems with, you know, you normally have to take a battalion to get spell in a bottle. Well, you just take Collector um, and, and Ziffin, yeah. Don't you? and you get it for free. Um, but it, it just has quite low casting value as well. Uh, so it's yeah. like, yeah, um, but it, it's, that's quite an interesting one because it has damage output, but it also it's a bit like a wall. Yeah. So you can use it to block movement and stuff. Super cheap, so it's 30 points. Yeah, exactly. It's way too cheap. It spells super good. Mm. Super good. That was one of the first things I checked with the GHP was whether it gone down, uh, gone up or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, it hasn't. My gets are unplayable, though, at the moment, so that's a bit sad. <laughs> uh, what happened to them? Uh, you can only take three endless spells, so I can't take like nine. <laughs> so that's sad. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. God, endless spells hitting my my hitting my ironclad, hitting the ironclad, and everything inside it like five times. Uh, yeah, endless spells are the just the worst thing against ironclads. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. With, with your list, with, is there anything that you're thinking about trying out or changing for future practice games or tournaments? Um, I, I've been, yeah, I'm quite keen to try this the six and the three when it comes to Indian riggers, um, but I don't know if I need it. I think the only the only reason I'd take it is if something started getting played in our local meta that meant I need more firepower there consistently you know what i mean so i don't have to spend mm. command points i can just hitch onto the boats and get them there mm. um <clears throat> but at the moment i've i've been i've played different different ko lists but i'm not a big fan of chopping up and changing existing lists i think you're better mm. to start from square one than um ending up with a completely different product to what you started off with so no i'm pretty happy with yeah. how it's doing at the moment yeah Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, has anyone got any other questions for sure? No, I think we, we quite understood now how this mourner could work or does work, mm-hmm. as he's shown. Yeah. He, won. <laughs> he won tournaments <laughs> with it, so it does work. Uh, it's interesting. Thank you for explaining it, because before mourner for me was just Nah, next page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what is this? No, run and shoot. No, come on. I can, I can teleport. Why would I need to run and shoot? Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's for all the people who owned the army before the new book who still have sixty Arcanauts. Now you can use them. Twenty. That's, that's, yeah. Um, real good, real good opportunity to use them properly. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't. I only came to KO after the new book, so I only have 20. Maybe I'll buy a new. Maybe I'll buy more, but I'll have to see. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll proxy them oh. with, with my dwarf uh, yeah, yeah. warriors. I still have my Dwarden warriors on oh. 25. And I have 40 of them painted, and then they just kick them out of Cities oh. of Sigma. Um, so maybe I use them. Well, thanks for letting me ramble. <clears throat> thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure no having you. Yeah, um, thanks. You mentioned uh, your podcast. Do you want to quickly tell us about it? So we, myself and Sean Bates, Big Sean, we've got a podcast called Notorious Age of Sigma. Um, if you just type in Age of Sigma or Notorious Age of Sigma, you'll see it pop up on iCloud and uh, iTunes and uh, Podbean. Uh, it's like a Stormcast face, half a Stormcast face and half a Blood Warrior head. Um, and that's us. So give us give us the jam if you want. You'll hear me ramble a lot. <laughs> oh, definitely have to give it a go. Nice. So, oh, thank you very much for coming on. And no uh, for, yeah, if everyone watching, if you like the show, then yeah, do all the things that all YouTubers ask you to do. You know what they are. Like, subscribe, comment, that stuff. And yeah, go check out Sean's podcast. Thank you, thank you very much, everyone. Sweet lads. Thank you. See you around. See ya.